if you feel like you have a certain purpose or a certain gift or a certain message, you have to start before you feel like you're ready. And the people who that message is for or this tribe that can relate, they will find you. And find me, they did. Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand. We have another very special guest on the show today, and I'm excited to have her not only because she's an awesome resource for business owners, but also because she's just an awesome girl boss. And I want to be able to have a conversation with her so that you guys can see what some of her goals are as a resource for business owners and also other ways that she may relate to you. So without further ado, I do want to go ahead and introduce Sakita, and I'm going to give her a few moments to introduce herself. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes when we're out here just doing our thing, we think sometimes we're talking to like a brick wall. So I really appreciate you reaching out. And for everyone listening, my name is Sakita Holly. I am the founder and CEO of House of Success PR. I also host a business podcast called Hashtags and Stilettos, where I talk about uh, how you can better brand your business or, you know, better navigate your career. I'm so happy that you brought up House of Success because I'm more familiar with hashtags and stilettos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So explain to me the difference between the two and what your mission is for both of them. That's a great question. So my core focus, my main thing is my PR firm. So that's the House of Success PR piece. And that's something this uh, January 1st was seven years that I've been in business full time after quitting my job at 23, uh, which I Exactly. I was in PR and and I quit and I just wanted to to do this thing. So seven years later, I have not died. (laughs) I have survived. I'm still here, still pushing. And I really feel like I'm just now hitting my stride. But at House of Success PR, we do beauty and lifestyle PR. So we work with brands from African Pride, Kinky Curliaki. We help rebrand Lotta Body. Uh, we work with uh, fine jewelry companies. So it kind of runs the gamut of just anything in that lifestyle and beauty category. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, and hashtags and stilettos kind of came out of what I normally do on a day-to-day basis uh, in my role as, you know, running that PR company because I have a blog, it was hashtagsandstilettos.com where I would, you know, give advice or give my PR perspective on things. And, you know, a few people here and there said, you should do a podcast, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not interested. And then right. in 2015, I said, you know what? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and see what this turns out to be. And I think my first episode was like seven minutes. I had I didn't have any equipment. I used my Apple earbuds. And the yeah, episode was called Done is Better Than Perfect. And that's 
really the message that I wanted to show people is that you can be out here if you feel like you have a certain purpose or a certain gift or a certain message you have to start before you feel like you're ready and the people who that message is for or this tribe that can relate they will find you and find me they did (laughs) yes oh that I'm so happy that you gave that explanation the first thing that I want to talk to you about is quitting your job and jumping headfirst into your business how did that feel and how did you prepare yourself for that uh, I, my life is like, if, if it was an album, it would be, she did it the hard way. <laughs> so, like, because nothing was easy. And I, I'm, when I feel compelled to do something, nothing can stop me. Not even reason sometimes. So I want to go back a step before I quit the job. So I went to college at Howard University. My major was okay. PR. My minor was entrepreneurship. Um, once I switched it from pre, pre-med, we'll talk about that maybe on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, once I switched to PR, I think in like the second semester, I knew that this was going to be the career path for me. So I just set out to get as much experience as possible. So all in all, I did about seven internships of varying lengths throughout my four years there. And I also started House of Success PR on campus as a kind of pro bono agency for me to just gain experience. So if people needed press kits, press releases, you need me to work your event. I did all of that for free in between internships, in between being a student athlete, in between having an actual job, because I was just determined to learn as much as I can and grow as much as I can. Because I really felt like at that age, at that young age, like I'm a a boss, like (laughs) I'm about to be out here. But the reality is you can't be a boss if you don't know what you're doing. So I had to just go and it's a lot of people now don't want to do anything for free. Uh -uh, Pay me a lot of what I did in my early career. I earned not a single cent, not one cent. But again, that foundation I tap into every single day. So, yes. Oh, my gosh. And that is so true. And it's I feel like with customers and people who would want to do business with you a lot of the time when you're first starting out it is about you know proving yourself letting people know that you're dependable letting people know that you're serious about what you're doing and I agree with doing things free especially in the beginning because people want to know you know it's not just about the money or you know they're not just trying to you know get a price tag because they saw so and so do this no I really do this (laughs) and I'm willing to do this for you until it gets to the point where you know the price goes up and that and that's just how it goes so I definitely agree with that absolutely and one other thing about the pricing situation is that everybody I'm not advocating that if you have worked x amount of years that you go and just work for free and kind of slave away and give away all your expertise. What I'm saying is that you have to be able to recognize an opportunity 
And if that opportunity means that they say we're not hiring or we're not looking for anybody, but you feel like you can learn something valuable, ask to shadow the person you want to learn from. Ask to Mm -hmm. volunteer at an event that they have coming up. You don't got to work 40 hours. If they have, let's say, six events a year, you volunteer at all six. Maybe you've done, what, 24 hours of work at the end of the year or, Mm -hmm. or more. But again, you have to be strategic and be able to see an opportunity. And a lot of times people feel like, why am I going to give stuff away? The work is for you. <laughs> like yep. you're, You may do it for other people, but at the end of the day, the name that's going to be on your eventual checks is going to be yours, not anybody yeah. else that you did the work for. So you need to be excellent, no matter if you get $10, $10,000 mm-hmm. or $100,000. And I think there's, there's a disconnect there. So anybody listening, see opportunity, be flexible. Because yes. if, if you're really good and you get your toe, your pinky toe in the door, <laughs> yes, you know, you in there. And once you're in there and people see what you can do, the money will come in in the event that it doesn't. If they try and play you, you can always leave. That is so true. And somebody asked me the other day because you the pinky toe thing just brought back memories from a conversation I had. And they were like, you know, what would you do uh, if someone gave you the opportunity to meet whoever you wanted to in the world? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oprah. And they're like, well, you know, why you want to meet Oprah? I'm like, because if I can get a minute, 30 seconds with Oprah, I know that my life would change. You know what I'm saying? And you have to be sure of that. And I'm just like, if you can just ask as many people as you can, let as many people as you can know about your business and what you do and your expertise, even if 99% of them say no, that 1% that gives you that opportunity is what you'll build your career on because everyone is isn't going to mess with you in the beginning and I think that it's important to know that as an entrepreneur so that we don't get discouraged when we do get those no's absolutely and for anybody that like you who Oprah is your kind of beacon right and for me I I, I love me some Sean Combs <laughs> like that <laughs> like like I love Oprah and I, I definitely if she called I'm coming but Sean Combs is like my guy like that he's just so inspiring and he really has worked super hard but the thing about people of that stature they've heard it all right Mm -hmm. everybody says they can get down for their crown everybody says they work super hard but when you have an opportunity to really get in front of somebody that could not open doors but open worlds yes that's when you really need to be flexible and show and prove and just show up to some shit yes (laughs) what they're oh, not hiring you, but oh, y'all, y'all doing an event and all the the staff is wearing black. I'm showing up all black, everything dressed <laughs> like the Omen, okay? <laughs> and you need me to sweep? I'm, oh I'm in there gosh. with a swiffer. I like, cannot play with you right now, but it's so I, I true. Mean, you got to be ready and you you have to be ready and willing. And yes. a lot of people say, oh, if, if I, like you said, if Oprah called or if I got a ch- one minute with Oprah, I would do this. But then you freeze up. And then when it came time to do the work, you're not really ready to do the work. You just want to be in the room. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I tell people, when you do come in contact with those type of people, don't always think, you know, what can they give to me? 
for me, yeah. if I'm in that kind of situation, it's what opportunities do you have available for somebody like me? Because it's not right. going to be the last time you're going to see me. <laughs> like, right. I'm going to be in the same space with you again because of this 30 seconds that I got with you. And I and think, you, go ahead. Where you, I was going to say, I think it's about creating those opportunities for yourself and also thinking ahead to if I am in this position and I've, I've met this person, you know, what would benefit me most? Like, what it, what can I do strategically that will put me in a position where I can further myself later on down the line? You, so, just, yeah. you just said it, the creating the opportunity, because sometimes people get in front of the person and say, how and it's like asking your friends in business how can I help you what can I do and a lot of times we're so deep in the work that we can't even give you a straight answer so we end up not getting that help or you end up not offering something if you're going after after an Oprah right now she's about to be in this wrinkle in time movie can you set up some screening so that we can get this thing to the top of the box office what can you do (laughs) on your own that will get yourself in her radar like you you gotta you gotta act like you already got the position and if you do the work that I promise you they will call they will at least they at least gonna tweet you (laughs) at least least. and they they're going to see you and really being seen being on somebody's radar being visible that is the beginning of you securing the bag yes ma'am that's why oh and I'm happy that you just made me think of this because we need to have this conversation that's why um i try to teach people that i do one-on-ones with that if you're at an event you're at a networking event right mm-hmm. and you see let's say karen civil right yep. a lot of people want to work with karen so i love her mm-hmm. don't have to in that first opportunity that you meet them make it known that hey you know we need to hang out we need to get together we need to do this we need to do that you don't have to do that you can just give your business card make sure that your introduction and your presence is known so that later on when it's time for that opportunity to develop itself it does and then you don't feel like you're trying to um force something to happen or you're trying to make something happen prematurely like you have to um create and nurture those kinds of relationships so that they can you know turn into where if she needs needs a partner for something it's like you know hey you know what's up d or what's up sakita this is what i need and then it can you know grow and nurture from there absolutely i agree with that and since we were talking about house of success if we step back up a little bit and we go back to hashtags and hashtags and stilettos Mm -hmm. what would you say some of your goals are for this year you know as it pertains how how you're gonna grow with hashtags and stilettos well, the first goal is to actually record some damn podcasts. <laughs> That's number one. It's been a little over a month since my last one. So if there are any hashtags and stilettos listeners in your audience, it's coming. So that's really that's really the first goal is that I have to I have all this great material in my mind, all these great people who are ready to come on and share their story and share their wisdom and advice. I just have to find the you know carve out that time to really record these episodes and again yes. the PR the PR business is my core baby that's the main thing so sometimes the podcast kind of falls off to the side but my goal with the podcast and everything I do when when I'm even doing other um, podcast interviews or just talking to people is how can I help 
I want people to know everything that has made me successful in my brain. I want to give it freely because we there's so much opportunity to go around. There's so many ways that you can win at this thing called life. And there's so many ways to approach your career or your business. And if I have anything that I can do that I've gleaned from my own experience and my own life, I want to be able to share that and invite other people to share their story as well. So my overall goal with the podcast is just to give people the knowledge because in our communities, we don't have these kinds of conversations, not because we don't want to, but it's hard to find are people who can get it, who understand or who have the experience or who have walked, you know, that path. And I think your podcast, my podcast and others like it help to create this global now conversation, especially for black women, where we can kind of say the things that we've been thinking to ourselves, but nobody else. Exactly. Nobody, nobody comes to us with the information. Like people will literally let us walk blindly off a cliff when they could have just told us, hey, that's the cliff. (laughs) You don't have to go that way but we have to we have to talk to one another like we're doing um and continue to share and not hoard information or hoard resources it's like if you find a resource that literally changes the trajectory of your life and your bank account why not share that with the next person how is that taking away from you so that's all i want to do how can i help the next person even if it's one person because the stuff that I know, if one person absorbs it and gets it, they're going to help other people. And my job is done. I totally agree with that. And that's, that's one of my goals as well is just teaching people, but also um, helping people to grow so that they can teach someone as well. Because I also realized that in our community, we have people who have had, you know, successful businesses for years, you know, they're, they're reaching their uh, quota goals every month or, you know, whatever those goals may be, but they may not know how to articulate their words or their thoughts or their wisdom in a way so that people can understand and learn from it. And I think that one of the key things is just helping people to have that confidence to be able to teach someone else and also um, you know, helping them to grow those skills so that they'll be able to communicate that to people. Because we got a lot of knowledge in our community, but um, sometimes it's hard for other people to learn and to be able to um, learn to grow from that knowledge of others. Absolutely. I agree. Now, if we talk about social media, and I have this conversation <laughs> with everyone, <laughs> if we talk about the, the benefit that social media can bring to a small brand or even a huge brand. Um, What is something that you would suggest to a small business owner, something that they need to be using social media for this year or some some way that they can be using social media to, um, you know, benefit with their business this year? The biggest advantage of social media is that it allows people 
to because that's really what business is even though people say it's business it's not personal but i'm buying the values of a company or the values of the founder so what social media allows individuals to do is to tell your story without a filter or to Mm. tell your story in a creative way without you know somebody else deciding which pieces of it are important Mm. so i would say use social media to really if you you're, you know, coming up with a, a shea butter company and you're making body creams and body butters, you may feel like there's so many other people that have done this, but have you cured your eczema? Like, have you helped somebody in your family with dry skin? Did you always have breakouts and you figured out a formula where you no longer have breakouts? Like, what mm. is your story? And a lot of times, why we began something comes from a point of pain for us. So some we don't feel like, okay, do I really want to go there and tell people that, that I was that I was going through this or I had right. pimples or acne all over my body and that's what made me do it. Um, but you have to you will be surprised what opens up for you when you are just honest and say, here's what I went through to start this company. Here's what I'm going through now. And this is why I do what I do. And people will find you and they will spend their money with you and they will refer you to other people. So the big if if you do one thing this year, find a creative way in an honest, authentic, transparent way to tell your story, even the hard parts. Oh my gosh, that is so true. I think the the essence of storytelling and just giving people that inside look on to you know what may have fueled that passion because with my mom for instance she makes like natural soaps and um, butters and stuff like that and people are always like you know well well, why do you do this you know is this soap like so-and-so soap and she's like you know when like maybe 10 years or so ago her body broke out and she had like hives everywhere hives bumps like everything it was crazy and she went to the doctor and found out that she was allergic to um dye red six or something like Mm -hmm. that and it was in so much stuff and so I remember her getting her little crock pot out and you know making her first few batches of soap and her soap is so good for you and her sharing Mm -hmm. that story her sharing that story with people and expressing to them how that changed her life and how she can change other people's life who are in the same situation as her it really just helps them to feel more connected with her brand and that's 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 how I learned about that and you were so right about that Yep, that's what it takes. You just, People want honesty. And it doesn't have to... Everything with social media right now is like glitz and glamour. And, you know, I'm glowed up. And you see me, like, I'm out here. <laughs> and sometimes, like, there are some days, like, this week was hard as hell for me. And Girl, just mentally. What? And, and, I mean, y'all need to know, we done tried to get this podcast done 15 times for y'all. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know, and it's like, you just have to be honest and everything's not pretty. Some days I hate everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and it's really difficult. Some days I'm not productive at all. And it's like, that's just the reality of 
business. And if we pretend that it's not that that's not the way it is and everything's all good, when we are in a place of need, no one is going to recognize what that looks like and they're not nope. going to help you. They're oh. not even going to be able to reach out and say, hey, are you okay? Because they think you got it. Yes. <laughs> what? I, I, there's a podcast that I haven't released yet and I can't remember who mm-hmm. I was on it with, but they end up saying something during that podcast that made me really sit down and be like, you know what, De'Ara? The reason why people do not know or, or understand when you need help is because you make everything look as if you got it all put together. You make it look like everything is done. You don't need anybody to do anything. You know, like you have it all locked and buckled. And yep. a lot of the time when I do go to someone and I'm like, hey, you know, um, I could have used your help with blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, why didn't you just ask? <laughs> you know, exactly. I didn't know that you needed this. And I think that that is one thing that as business owners, most of the time, you know, we're, we're leaders. So we're not really good with asking for help sometimes. You know, we're used Absolutely. to being that go-getter that, you know, get up and just do it type of people and I think Mm -hmm. that that's something that you have to learn as an entrepreneur either early on or sometimes we learn it later on but it is something that helps to to really learn that lesson early right and and that's another thing just to stay on the social media piece for a second that's one of the downsides or dangers of social media is that there's not much room for you to maybe share both sides of something so it's very Mm -hmm. easy for people to get this perspective like things are good all the time and also because you're doing the work you really don't want to and sometimes it's really hard you don't want to depress people (laughs) so so you like I actually don't want to discourage anybody from this but this is really 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 hard so sometimes you know I'll share a transparent moment you know and as a reflection that like hey this happened to me and people are like oh my gosh wow I would have never guessed or I would have never known and I'm like and we suffer in silence and it's like people need to know that you need to know that you're not alone one and other people need to know that they're not alone and then once you both have said it everybody's like well shit can you call me can we how did did you get through this because (laughs) I am struggling right now and I think The more we have these conversations, the more people are going to feel comfortable living in just the reality of life. Like, this is the reality. There's going to be great times and there's going to be low times. And here's how you can, during the low times, our main thing is to isolate ourselves, which is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. So we have to relearn um, that reaction and try and find other people that we can kind of lean on or just vent to. Yes, that is so true. And something you said a little earlier about it being mentally hard, that's Mm -hmm. something that I haven't quite found a way to, um, you know, mold it into a podcast yet. But Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for business owners, especially female business owners, to understand how important it is to make sure that your mental is together when you're moving throughout this, you know, world as an entrepreneur, because it can be very trying, especially when you're dealing with so many different kinds of people you know attitudes backgrounds cultures you know all of the different things that people go through and now as I'm 
you know, 27 now, I'm starting to learn that there's a lot of stuff that people go through as individuals that shape who they are that we'll never know about. So sometimes when we have that difficult customer or, you know, we have that employee who comes in a certain kind of way every morning, you know, Mm -hmm. we have to recognize that it's a lot of mental stuff (laughs) that goes on with with being an entrepreneur or a manager or just a leader in general. So I think it's important to tend to that. Absolutely. I'm one of the ways that I'm looking to invest in myself. I'm just trying to find a therapist this year that I feel will be right for me um, because that's when the real work (laughs) can begin. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that that is, um, I know we are going to get to goals, but I have my business goals and podcast goals, but really 2018 is about me for the first time in my life. I am putting me above everything Mm -hmm. else. So I recently got a personal trainer. I got get this little weight together. Yeah, I mean, no, I I need a lifetime body. I need a 365 (laughs) body. I need a 365 body. That's what I'm So it's like, I got the personal trainer. I'm trying to find a therapist. And then in terms of everything in between, I am just fully committed to doing all of the things, not some of every single thing that I can do that brings me joy. I am doing it this year. I'm not waiting for anybody to join me. Y'all want to go? No? Okay. Well, I'll let you know how it was. (laughs) And it's as simple as that. Like we need, we work so hard and we never give ourselves a break. When I'm honoring my limits and I am just doing things, if I just want to go sit, watch a movie, go to, I just came back from a solo trip, my first vacation in like two years. I'm I'm out. I'm out. Yes. (laughs) I'm so happy for you to be doing that too. Because I think, and you can... You sound so determined, too, and that makes me feel good about it because I, I feel like it's not just a resolution. Like it it's has something to that happen. you actually are doing. Like, you Absolutely. really want this. <laughs> the reason is it's not because, yeah, I just want to have more fun at work all the time. It's because, like, and not even to be super dramatic, but we will kill ourselves if we do not find some other thing to even out. Mm-hmm our lives and even out the work and especially if you are a single black woman or maybe you're in a relationship whatever a lot of what you do as an entrepreneur or if you have a side hustle or you're just super focused on your career you alone are going to struggle with a lot of the things because you can have as many conversations with other people as you want but a lot of times they can't relate so you still have to carry the, the weight of everything on your shoulders. And it's like, we can work ourselves to death. We can work ourselves to the bone thinking that that's what we have to do, what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, they will step over your dead body and go to the next person. So take your break when you need your break. If, if it's not happening for you today, slide that laptop yep. closed. Ooh. And and see you tomorrow. And, you know, maybe go outside for a walk, get some fresh air, do something, go to a museum, something that if you just want to put some headphones on, listen to music, do something for you. And when I tell you, I am so determined because if I don't, my health is going to yep. suffer. I, I'm there's it's just going to I'm just going to be digging myself a hole that eventually will be too hard to climb out of. So I I have to 
do the thing, do these things for myself. Yes, and oh my gosh, I just made a post about this yesterday that an empty cup Mm -hmm. cannot pour into anyone. So it is important to pay attention to when your your energy changes. You know, pay attention to when you're feeling drained and you're feeling like you know you're a little confused. You may not know which way to go because I and and I'll even share a personal um, you know experience. Like even these last few days, I got four days off in a row. That never happens now. So I got four days off and I was like, you know, I'm going to do all these shoes. I'm going to do my makeup. I'm going to do all of this. I'm going to edit that. And I had all of this stuff mm-hmm. planned out. And on that first day, I laid in the bed and I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> I'm not feeling like doing this stuff. I don't want to I don't want to get cute. I don't want to take no pictures. Mm-hmm. I don't want to even look at my computer right now. And I started to make right. myself feel bad. But I said, you know what, dear? You need this. Like you need this exactly. day, you need this time to, you know, regain, for lack of better words, my sanity and, you know, be able to get back on the right track so that I'll be full again. Because if not, everything suffers. And I, I like that you said, you know, uh, you started, I guess, getting down on yourself. That happens mm-hmm. like that guilt because we'll have this whole plan. We'll have a to do list that we feel has grown and not decreased in days and we will sit in front of the computer when really we need to be resting or we need to be out decompressing in some other way and we will because we're like I have to do this I have to do this I have to do this or and we guilt ourselves into sitting there and we're there we're in our office we're at our desk but we ain't doing shit but staring at the computer (laughs) because we can't because our minds just don't do it. We may send one email. We may type literally one sentence. We may go and look at something else. But then when you realize hours have passed and you have been totally unproductive, yep. your time would have been better spent asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like we have to, the minute you start feeling that or recognizing your brain is just not giving you what you need, just walk yep. away. The work is going to be there. Like, unless you want to, like do or die deadline (laughs) you know the work will be there and sometimes your clients or the your colleagues it's okay to ask for a deadline extension because they see it too they know when you're tired too they see it but even if you don't ask for it they're not gonna get it when they thought they was gonna get it anyway (laughs) so you might as well kind of get in front of the whole thing and just say, hey, I need another yep. week. Because a lot of times when we set deadlines, we're the ones setting yeah. the crazy oh, ass deadlines. Oh, we're mad because the deadline is at ourselves. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a 20-page report to you in oh five God. minutes. Just give me what? five Overachieving. Like, oh, yeah, I got this. I mean, for nothing. Because when the people that are receiving it, they have their own stuff on their plate. So even when you send it, they may not get to it for another 48 hours. So give yourself some room, some grace. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I I almost wanted to give that a moment of silence. Because last year, I did that to myself so much. And now, Mm -hmm. even though it's only been, you know, barely a month, I'm like, you know what? I'm Mm -hmm. giving myself an extra week on everything and then if I get it there early then 
even better because now it's like, oh, okay, she said a week, but it was only two days. And right. then it's it's an even better look for the brand, for the business, for everything. So I do, I think Absolutely. that's super important because you'll only be mad at yourself. <laughs> Nobody else. Exactly. And coming to the close of the interview, I'd just like to end it by asking some questions so people can get it's over already I know. I know. <laughs> because i was like listen if i let myself get carried away i'll be on here for like an hour and a half and then i'm like okay, okay. and then i'm like all right we're gonna have to split the interview in two two different episodes right. <laughs> but um getting into just so people can you know get to know you as a person like what are, what is something mm-hmm. that you do when you want to wind down like how we talked about you know you may need a break like what do you do where do you go what kind of resources do you listen to uh for me it's real because I do PR and I have to be plugged in all the time I have to cater to people all the time when I need to recharge I have to remove myself from the constant noise um and I do I read I, I enjoy reading other people's stories that have kind of done it before yes. me and that that's another reminder that I'm I'm not alone um, like I said I just went on a solo trip I feel like I need to maybe just go forever um, I went <laughs> take me my with favorite, you my favorite place, I shall you you can come my favorite place in the world is Jamaica and oh that's the God. only place so far I've been on two solo trips there um, but that's like that's my piece like so I now know okay I need to maybe every other quarter I need to be there um, somehow some way um but in terms of like resources that I think people need to kind of check out I'll give you three books probably more than you've asked for but there's one called that everybody should know called The Secret and I read that book in college and it really just changed my perspective um, because it, it it reminds you how powerful your thoughts and your words are. And what you speak over your life will be what you start to see in your life. So I may need to reread that because yes. I... <laughs> oh, yes. I say the craziest stuff to myself, but the secret really gave me like that Oprah aha moment. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I have the power here. Um, There's another book called The Dip by Seth Godin. And that's a book that... It's, it's a, you can literally read it in like a couple hours. It's only 88 small pages and it teaches you when to quit and when to stick. So if you're doing a bunch of stuff, but you're not really feeling it, he tells you, why are you doing something if you're not committed to being the best in the world? So that's something that I read prior to me quitting my job. And it just, it confirmed everything that I believed uh, already about why that was the next step for me. It's like, I need to at least give this a shot, but you can't give it a halfway right. shot. You got to jump all the way in. And if it doesn't work, it's okay to quit mm-hmm. the things that do not yes. serve you. And then the, the final book is The 50th Law, and it's by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. Now, Robert Greene wrote The 48 Laws of Power. Ooh. The 50th Law uses 50 Cent's life story to talk about how he has navigated his career and business by overcoming fear. Mm. 
And a lot of it talks about, you know, I got shot nine times. I almost lost my life. This happened to me. This happened to me. What am I afraid of? And for what? So he talks about going into negotiations for vitamin water, leaving millions of dollars on the table because they're still not giving him the number or the terms that he wants. So he's like, I can walk away from anything because I'm not afraid of being oh, without. And that is it's phenomenal. It's just, it, it's just phenomenal. Yes, you definitely just put me on because I knew that Seth Godin had a book. But I don't know why I didn't go check it out. And this is the second time that I've heard about 50 Cent's book. So I'm going to have to go get that today. Yeah. And all of these books came out, you know, years, a few, probably years ago at this point. But those are the three that really, when I was done, I was like, okay, cool. Right. <laughs> like, you know, when, you know, when something confirms something or it just reaffirms the things that you know you need to be doing or that you're on the right path. Those are the ones that if I could, once I, once I get to a, a good continuous bag, if I would give everybody these three books, every time I meet wow. them, every person I meet. Three yes. Books. I'm going to, I've read the first. Now I need to read the mm-hmm. second too, because I totally agree yeah. with shifts, not shifts, but books causing shifts in mm-hmm. your life and allowing you to just Absolutely. see things differently. And I like how you said you may need to go back and read the secret again because as soon as you said the secret I was like and I I want people to know that after you read these books you you don't automatically just change and become a better person you don't automatically just stop having bad thoughts like it doesn't work like that you're gonna have to train yourself and you know be able to know what triggers those thoughts and how you can change them once they happen because even though it's been you know five years since I read the secret I'm just now getting to the point where I'm like, now why are you saying that this looks bad, but you're still putting it out? <laughs> like, uh-huh. don't talk to yourself like that. Don't tell yourself that right. it's going to fail before you give it an opportunity to succeed. So it's Absolutely. it's so much, you know, um, self-development that has to happen after you even get this kind of fruit or you, you read something that actually feeds you like that. It takes a moment for it Absolutely. to kick in. Now... <laughs> It is, it is the end, (laughs) but I want you to tell everyone where they can find you and, you know, how they can follow you and just check you out. Sure. Well, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Success. So that's M-I-S-S Success. And I use Twitter a lot more. Uh, On Instagram right now, you'll primarily find me in Instagram stories. Uh, It's pretty boring, but some people, you know, I gotta be honest. Uh, Right now, I just share share a lot of music uh, that I like. I take my job as everybody's personal DJ very seriously. Um, And you can also find the hashtags and stilettos podcast on apple podcast as well as soundcloud yes thank you so much and and like i said before y'all this will not be the last time that you hear from her. I'll be back. She will be back. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm super excited to start 2018 like this because there's so many dope business women that I follow or am connected with. And I'm like, you know what? People need to hear how a conversation between, you know, two people who are really ambitious about what they're doing, you know, would sound like or could sound like and just encourage them to have their own conversations like these. Because I feel like right. out of these conversations and relationships, comes opportunities not just for us but for other people too so I'm excited I'm excited for our next conversation and 
I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And make sure that you check out her podcast. It's dope as hell. Make sure you check it out. Thank you. (laughs) I want to make sure that people, before you let this close, go ahead and click over to hers. Make sure you subscribe. Check it out. And just stay tuned for our next one, you guys. And that is it for the show today. And thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I am your host, D-Lake. Hey, I'm Sakita Holly, and you've heard my story here first at Success On Demand.